But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. Coming to you live to tape in quarantine Brooklyn. This is the Dismal Tide. Well, lockdown. 21 bridges in and out of Manhattan or in and out of New York City. You want to use one of them? Uh, you got to go through me. I didn't use any bridges today, let me tell you. How? Because I left from... Uh, used the tunnel? I, no, I walked oh. from, from Jess's apartment to work and then I... Uh, I took the seven train home, which goes under a, which is an underwater tunnel. I mean, it seems just, yeah. It's not a bridge. It seems, yeah, but I don't know. I did cross, yeah, I did cross the East River, but I didn't use a bridge. You can't tell me a tunnel and a bridge are the same thing. They're not, but it's the same idea. Um, spiritually, yes. Yeah. I, I, after that, draw, delineate what I'm just, you You agreed with my piece, so I'm There's fine. no sports to talk about, so if you want to argue, if you want to have one of these <laughs> Judge John Hodgman-style arguments where we try to decide if a tunnel is a bridge, um, I remember uh, John Hodgman describing his show to someone, and just because we have arguments where, like, two brothers uh, will uh, argue whether or not a, a machine gun is a robot, and someone goes, of course it's not. I'm like, yes, but you need to hear his reasons for why it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I never found that episode. Uh, nor have I listened to much. Uh, I haven't listened John to that Hodgman. in years. I uh, after the 2016 election, uh, I, there were a lot of like still with. Uh, he he continued like wearing a Hillary pin afterwards, and I know and a lot of uh, perfectly nice people did, and who I probably agree with on a lot of things, but a lot of like uh, I was tired but, of it. But he uh, he he was in on that, and I I I couldn't I couldn't handle it. It's like there were a lot of people. One of my. Uh, one of my favorite songwriters, A.C. Newman, of A.C. Newman and of uh, New Pornographers, like just retweeted like Russia stuff all the time, and just like, come on, man. Uh, there I, were a lot, a lot of people who were sort of tangentially attached to the, to the Best Show universe were very much like that, and I, uh, and it was a shame to see. I, but they're they're all I still like them, still nice, but you know, I just don't want to. Just don't eat all the Russia shit in my feed. It no, especially it's exhausting. Well, I think now it's now well because it wasn't just the Russia shit either. It was every like those all those people were attached to the same sort of just like every scandal to be had. Mueller's going to save us and just Ukraine Gate and Robert Mueller. And look now, look at what Robert Mueller has wrought. What has he wrought? Coronavirus. This he failed to haunt? stop the biggest national security threat to this country more than Russia. Oh, oh, we sit there and think, what if, uh, what's Putin going to do? What is that one of the nefarious things? He wants to prop up Bernie Sanders because he went uh, to Moscow for his honeymoon and uh, made uh, a Russia, a Soviet city, a sister city. Putin well, wants you to Putin, have health That's what he wants. Turns out the threat, everyone was right. It's the damn Chinese. Whole time. There's Just a brewing this stuff. There's a want. lot. There's a lot of people who uh, uh, who find it very important to tell you that this is from China. I don't blame China at all. Uh, nor do I. 
I mean, it started there, but it, did. it wasn't this there. It was going to be something somewhere else. This sort of thing was only a matter of time. Uh, People have been saying it for quite some time. These things happen. I mean, uh, obviously, all the failures and uh, that have happened because people don't take it seriously because nothing's ever going to happen to you. Right. Uh, the, that's that's one testing. thing. But whether or not diseases uh, mutate and then take over, well, that's happened, that happens all the time. And for context, uh, the Black Plague, or uh, the uh, the Black Death, uh, that lasted for four years. <laughs> so it, it traveled, just... it traveled, it probably also somewhere in, in somewhere in the, uh, perhaps even in China, no one's sure exactly where it originated, but traveled along the Silk Road. And then got into Europe. But then we got those badass fucking masks that those guys wore. The, oh, those that was, would... that was, that's a that's the coolest costume ever the made. Death hasn't been that hasn't been topped in seven hundred years nearly. Or whatever. Hang on. 13, I don't know. That that thirteen forty nine. The mask that guy wore at the end of that second episode of True Detective season two is pretty good. Mm. The bird mask, Mike. Yeah, but that's a similar looking thing. Oh, that was a death mask. Okay. Yeah. Hey. All right, we're playing for the same team. Exactly. Yeah, so that 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 guy knew. And I'm not saying that I'm into the stuff that that guy was into. No, but plague masks, they rule. I don't yeah. know why they why that would help, but um better than nothing, I guess. I guess I I know that people told you uh, uh told you specifically mm-hmm. that um you know, don't wear the mask if you're not sick cuz it's not going to stop you from getting sick. It has to do something. God, that plague mask. That's badass. But yeah, like the mask must do something. Even just like I and I know that why does it have a beak? Like I don't get the beak. Yeah, I don't know. You fill it with the uh, flowers or whatever, so so you don't gotta smell. Oh, I hope that's not true. I I know that that's true to an extent. I know that uh, uh, women of of uh, society they used to walk around with like a little thing, basically of like potpourri that they'd have in like some cheesecloth or a handkerchief. Of some uh, some type, well, and that you sort of... walk around outside because it stunk like piss so bad everywhere you went. Mm. Which you know we still get a little bit of that, but they walk around and put it under their nose. They smell that instead. Uh, do you want to hear about this guy I met at the bar before we talk about coronavirus? Yes, so, although I think we're already talking about coronavirus. So uh, sports yeah. got canceled. Sports got canceled. If you haven't heard, if you if you only if your only experience of media is this podcast somehow, if you're some little freak. You promised not to throw that on the floor. And look I didn't now. promise. I just said I hadn't yet. And now I have. Uh, so I was at my regular bar last night. We were playing trivia. Uh, still a regular crowd for trivia, by the way, in case you were wondering. Um, and after trivia, I was drinking with my buddy Greg, and this guy comes in, and he is of the style that I would call, I think, bespoke gentleman. Uh, he was wearing, like, Tight denim, black vest. He was he had like rolled up button down shirt, uh, like forty five, oh. definitely like graying. He was dressed like like a mixologist, and he had uh, like a I don't know, a fedora has like the curled ends, so it was like a flap rim, but like tight hat, and it was at at a forty five degree angle. And yeah. he's been in the bar before, and he's always pretty much dressed the same way. I think Greg mentioned that he was like he might be a bartender. He he sounds like he's dressed like a bartender because he dressed like uh like Justin Timberlake would have dressed in like two thousand four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Um which seems to be like the go to look for uh 
uh, the mixologist crowd, although they add usually a touch of circus or steampunk. It's so usually one of the So he had other. like a, a, a mustache. I fucking hate that shit, by yeah. the way. Oh, I, it's, it's, awful. It's, it's my least favorite look. What do you need suspenders for? He didn't have suspenders. He had like a, like a, it wasn't a tie, but it was like, like a handkerchief done like a tie. Sort I'm telling, I don't know. I, as someone who works as a, as a beverage professional, let me tell you. I, I don't understand I, I get historically why it's so important, but the the hard on that the, the, mm. the beverage industry has for prohibition era things and speakeasies and the twenties, a time before entertainment was invented. So it sucks. I hate it. And look, every bar can't be Turkey's Nest or some other like weird punk bar that I like uh you know that was almost fifty years ago at that point. I get it. Uh, so this guy said that he he was just at the bar across the street. Uh, actually, I don't mind saying the bar that I like. I go to Uncle Barry's near uh, Barclay Center. Uh, great bar. There you go. Um, I won't say the shitty bar across the street. That is basically just a John Taffer bar. And I think best described uh, – this bar has nothing to do with the story, by the way. But uh, I think it best sums up the entire bar where they have a room downstairs that I, like, didn't see. It's where I watched the Sixers lose to the Raptors. Oh, see? So – um, negative, it's just, it's ne- just negative experience. It's like three tables and on the back wall, there's just like, uh, like four or five foot letters with like light bulbs. It just says gin. Uh, yeah. See bad. Uh, so he out of nowhere, like Greg's a regular at this bar. So he just like, you're Greg, right? Hi, I'm, I forget his name. Uh, and out of nowhere, he like brings up ballers and, and like he made fun of ballers. He called ballers bad. Correct. And I was probably like six beers in, so I just went off on ballers. Um, for probably about a minute, 30 seconds, I was just like, you know, uh, it was all really bad. Season three was where it got like dystopic and like just unbelievably bad. And that was like when I believed, I'm pretty sure that's when The Rock got script approval. Um, and just, just really going in on the show. Uh, he has said he had only seen two seasons, but like I, I went off on it and how bad it was, and like how they, I, I stole Bangle Dad's bit for a little bit of it. I think it's Dan's bit, where it's just like they can't. Or no, I think it's Neil, where uh, he has script approval, so they can't. The only thing that would have been funny in the show is making fun of dorky ass Spencer, yeah, with his tight suits and the shitty vests, but they can't do that because he has final script approval. And I like stole that bit, and I said it to this guy too, and he just stopped, and the emotion went from his face, and he's like, "You are so cynical." I was like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "I, he's a good guy. Like, what are you're so cynical?" Oh no! And I was, and, and I like, what? And he's like, "You, you said that The Rock had script approval, and then you said that this show was absolute shit. So you are calling The Rock a shit. You are uh, like, and I, I wish I were making this up." He was, he was like, you are calling The Rock shit, and I don't think that's fair. I think that he's a good First guy. First of all, you're inferring a lot by that. I, I I was stunned, and my friend Greg just started, like, cackling because he knew that I was, like, I yelled at this guy. It's like, I, like yeah. one, I'm sorry that I know more about ballers than you. He was very, yeah, he was caught off guard by my knowledge of ballers, and he said <laughs> he, had only, he had only seen two seasons. It's like the, the fucking... When in that Seinfeld episode where Jerry's at dinner with those people and he says that he hates anyone that had a pony and that old woman <laughs> starts screaming at him, <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's just like there's probably like like ten, fifteen other people that you could have. 
What I, uh, no. It, what am I trying to say here? And I'll edit out all that that waffling. There's probably a dozen uh, people uh, in the United States that would be more willing to talk about ballers than me. There's not many. I'm ready to talk about ballers with anyone. I would put Neil number one on the list, honestly. Foremost baller scholar. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just calling myself top ten, top dozen. <laughs> just gonna, uh, Let me ask you a question, buddy. How many people do you know banned from the baller subreddit? <laughs> so... I had to, I, he, he was like, you know, and so he was upset, and I, I guess somewhere in there he was just like, you know what, I have to defend The Rock. He's like, The Rock, he just like wouldn't relent until I was like, yeah, I guess The Rock seems like a good guy, I don't know, he's just a business, he just exists as a business, he's a, he's a LLC, a walking LLC, he's a yeah. fucking a human bicep, he doesn't like... He's just yeah, it's just like TD Bank supports the Pride Parade. How how long are you willing to defend them? You know, it <laughs> I was just so caught off guard by some fucking bespoke gentleman calling me cynical after talking to me for thirty seconds about fucking ballers. The most cynical show ever. The <laughs> worst show. Like, uh, I think I said something about it was like season one. He was broken on his ass and shitty at his also, job. And by season four, they were begging him to buy the Chiefs. If this guy. Has only seen the first. Did he? He only said it's all two, two seasons. seasons. But were there one and two? Yeah, that was when it was fun. That right. was a decent show. It was then almost fun. Season none of it was fun. I don't remember. Uh yeah, I was absolutely stunned. I was so caught off guard. All right, well that was my that was my tale of this well, man of the bar. Now, uh, so coronavirus is it's happening. Um, I, we are, I've imposed a, uh, a, a soft self-quarantine. Um, I am, I just want to be out of it. For I'm a while. still working. I'm not, I mean, my, again, my personal risk is low, but, um, it, it's very frustrating to just have to be there because, yes. uh, people who don't, uh, just come and go as they please. Admittedly, I feel somewhat hypocritical because I left work after bitching about it all day. I left work and went straight to the grocery store, and like they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, they're they're a, an essential service. I mean, in situations like this, the grocery store is basically the fucking fire department. You know, it like they're not uh, nearly as respected. Oh yeah, well, you work in beverage. Uh, how about give me the tequila virus? Ah, you know what I'm saying, baby. Damn, give me the um. <clears throat> uh, I can't think of one. Give me another. Uh, where's the rum gone? Ah, uh, give me the. I was I was genuinely genuinely trying to think of the most obnoxious uh, wine term that I could think of. Tannins. Give me the. Give me the shot enough to pop virus. <laughs> give me just give me the Jeffrey Chamberton virus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a region of Burgundy. Um, cool, cool. Uh, I'm out. I can't afford it. Uh, it's it, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, people. Uh, a lot of people came in. We were basically doing like uh, like Christmas Eve numbers. Um, not in total invoices because the day was. So, I swear. Oh, really? Pe people Did that like that much, right? When That's a lot. Uh oh no the I, Isn't I the Christmas Eve number is huge or is that before Christmas? 
on Christmas Eve is uh, busy uh, busiest day of the yeah, well okay. Christmas Eve and the day before Thanksgiving are traditionally in uh, in the and you were doing Christmas Eve liquor numbers. store world. Uh, the average invoice was we had Good like a, it was like Lord. a it was like a $95 average invoice. We got to get we, <laughs> we have to leave. no people were stocking up on cases. People were coming in and dropping 3 and 400 dollars because uh, to uh, <laughs> in ways that like it's it, it's the beginning of March. This is not a prime party season. That rules. Yeah, I mean it's, silver lining. But, Maybe but, but I'm just standing there the whole time, just like I'm gonna die. Just <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, just standing there. I it, to me, it's just uh, but uh, especially in my job, and I had felt that they were like. I mean, to be clear, if anybody from work listens to this, my roommate was sick yesterday, so I stayed home from work today. As soon as I found that out, because I work with children, and they will. Spread their tendrils everywhere. Well, I could infect half the city. Yeah, I got bad news for you, Brendan. You need 13 more days. What? It, no, it's two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably just go see a doctor at some point. Hang uh, on. Next week. I got a thermometer somewhere. Oh, yeah. Let's take my uh, temperature live on air. Because I didn't feel great. I had a little bit of a headache. And I, I got been straw coughing. dogs in this drawer. Let's go through this. I got my best show flexi disc from my uh, Hammer of the Gods Demon Summoning Pack. Got a okay. Kurt Vile and... um. Raining Sounder on there. That kicks ass, actually. That's, what is that? That's a fun thing to have. There's my Can art we, notebook. Thermometer. I'm trying to find the thermometer, dude. I'm dying over here. See a harmonica. Oh, there it is. All right. You got, like, a cover for it? No, I'll... You want we'll, me to just go for it? We'll wash it down afterwards. Okay. All right. Try it out. Let's go. I'm taking that with me after this, though. I'm gonna... Let's see. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll uh, while you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll vamp for a bit. We're recording the show a little later this evening. Not that it matters to you, the listener, because uh, one, I insisted on running when I got home to prove I wasn't sick, which doesn't necessarily prove I wasn't sick because uh, I could be uh, show no symptoms. Apparently, 14 percent of all people who get the flu in a given year show no symptoms. They're just carriers. Hmm. Yeah, incredible. So uh, anyway, we're dicking around in the kitchen for like an extra. Half hour after I got back home, when we were having contests holding our breath, <laughs> everyone involved was thirty-two years old. <laughs> I won. Brendan won. What are you at? Ninety-eight point one. Look at that, below average. No, right. there was a thing going on. Uh, uh, there was an article I read uh, the other day, or is at least that a, a bad headline. thing? I'm too cold. No, the, apparently the average human body temperature has fallen by a bit, and no one really—I I was going to say no one knows why—but that's I'm editorializing there a bit. There may be a very good reason why, but apparently it, it's happened. Ninety-eight point six is no longer the average human body temperature. It's a bit lower. My argument well, always was, and you can ask my mom. Uh, was that I? Uh, we all, as a family, ran a bit cooler. So if I, if my temperature was ninety nine one at the nurse's office and school, that was a fever to me. Okay. Which, by the way, is such Try a convincing your nurse a of that. Very, yeah, it's a very precious and obnoxious thing to say. But now, with uh, the generation of uh, um, the, the the way that people parent uh, these days. If you do it in like a, uh, you know, um, uh, Big Little Lies uh, kind of way, you watch much of that? I haven't seen it. Lovely show. Uh, I heard, I heard it was good, but I know what happens at the end now. It's not over. I know how he, the, the man dies. I know how the oh, man dies. Well, it's still it's the first season's very good. Anyway, 
you, you, yeah, I've you, heard the first season of that belongs you, in like single season of television pantheon. Uh, th- that sort, that style of uh, parenting. Uh, you know, if if you're if a child tells that nurse that my average body temperature is ninety seven five, and ninety nine one is a fever to me. Oh my God, are you gonna hear about it from the parent if you tell them that no, it's not. It's ninety eight six. You're not sick. You're not hot. Um, I guess just starting. Yeah, I'm just gonna scroll up again because all this is about coronavirus. We might hop between sports, like back and forth. How's your uh, how how's your experience been thus far, as far as uh, grocery shopping or getting fine. hand sanitizer, things like that? Uh, fine, and I got upsold uh, on a big thing of uh, hand soap refill at uh, the place two two blocks away. Is that they, the one that's up in the kitchen? So I bought one just in the general aisle. But then right up at the front, there was like a, probably like, oh, I don't know how many ounces it was. And measuring with my hand doesn't help our listeners. No. Big. <laughs> big thing of uh, of hand soap that I bought for five bucks. And they had them just sitting there. They had dozens, like three on each counter. Because uh, clearly, they're just making a killing on that. Uh, they probably regularly sell them for two ninety nine. They're Four ninety nine now. I was buying milk on the way to work this morning. Uh, uh, we ran out of milk for coffee, so I got to pick up a gallon of milk at the CVS. And the uh, while I was at the self checkout, making a disapproving face uh, as I typically do, um, a woman came up to the register and just goes, hey, "Do you have a rubbing alcohol?" And the woman behind the counter goes, "We have one bottle." And she's like, "Yes, I'll take it." Jeez. Uh, she asked for I, hand uh... sanitizer. The answer was no. I Googled how to make hand sanitizer, and if we want to go make a quick buck in uh, Penn Station, what we do, all right, you want isopropyl alcohol, aloe vera, and my mom has given me some essential oils, so I don't even know what the fuck I have, but we'll make it smell like something with some essential oils. All right, we'll make a shitload of it. We'll mix it all up. We'll go to the dollar store. They sell those little, like, lotion jars, five bucks a pop. Mike, we're gonna we're gonna uh, enter this virus, poppers. We're leaving princes, baby. Well, here's we're going the, to the top. You're gonna get in trouble selling stuff inside Penn Station. Ah, I'll, there's tons of stations. I'll keep I'll keep moving. Swarming with police. Right outside the station. However, eBay. If you got on New Jersey Transit and you were just selling them out of like a backpack. You know what? You know what's such a special got thing? Got that sanitizer. Got that sanitizer. Got that WMD. What? Genuinely, my favorite thing that happens in this city is when you're in a bar and someone the DVD come, guy. Someone comes. No, someone comes. Yes, but uh, more specifically, when someone just walks in with like a uh, a grocery bag full of cigarettes and just uh-huh. starts te- just going up to everybody at the bar and just saying they have cigarettes and. Like, yeah, that's good. And they're just selling everything for like 10 bucks a pack because I don't know how they came into possession of them. It doesn't matter. But they, uh, I, I love those people so much. They are the, the life force of the city. Lifeblood. Uh, a tweet from Jesse Lerich, L-E-H-R-I-C-H, uh, if you want to find him on Twitter. Uh, this week, the CDC has tested 77 people for coronavirus. And the Utah Jazz have tested 58 people. What explains that? Why? How does that happen? I'm not thrilled about it, to be honest. I mean, I'm glad that 
anybody's getting tested, but it is... 77 is nobody. Trouble. That's nobody. No, no, I mean the Jazz. It is troublesome, that though, that they have all these tests just ready to fucking go, and I can't get tested, even though I got shit to do. I don't know if I'm. Go- I don't know if I'm spreading this around at work. I could. I could be one of these asymptomatic people, which, by the way, if so, hell yeah, hell yeah. For me personally, for everybody else, that's trouble. That's trouble because uh, I, I got a wedding to attend in two weeks. I can't say for sure if I'm sick or not. Um, the uh, yeah, true. So, ditto on that. Yeah. Going to the same wedding. Um, my big. Well, I'm in the wedding, so I was. My, there's a, a bit more obligation on me. I mean, obviously we're. My uh, yeah. my job wants a doctor's note of some sort, and uh, I'm gonna wait a few days. Probably not go in over the weekend. Go in. Oh hell no! If they want a doctor's note, uh, yeah, make this is a five day weekend now. Yeah, it's gonna be long. Go back in Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have no no reason. I don't even have health insurance. I'm just gonna go into the, go to the doctor and say, hey, you got a corona test? All right, listen, like I don't have a fever. Give me a give me a note, please. Uh yeah, the Utah Jazz have represent what eighty five ninety percent of all testing done by the CDC, so that's cool. Um, so uh, the Copa Libertadores is going on right now. For people like me, um, the single uh, greatest tournament on earth, uh, because why? It's the most violent. Is the most violent so- soccer tournament. It's just every every year one at least one match descends into utter chaos, or like uh, a fan pepper sprays the opposing team. That really happened. Where is this tournament happening right now? It's the South American Champions League. Okay. So Grêmio, who are a, a, a Brazilian team, were playing Internacional, who I believe are an Argentine team. And uh, let me read, <laughs> let me read this out to you. Match facts, 88th minute, uh, red card, Luciano Neves, 88th minute, red card, Pepe, 89th minute, Ed Nielsen, red card, Moises, red card, 89th minute. How many red? 90th minute. Did you see what I just did? No. I put the microphone down on my lap to take a drink, and I said, how many red cards was that? Uh, Oh. End of the whiskey. Damn, not even drunk yet. Brandon's drinking a tiny bottle of a red bush. Bushmills, um, I Bushmills, the the whole line. But listen, if Bushmills wants to sponsor this podcast, I do you know how happy I'd be. Do you know how willing I'd be to just talk uh, uh, all day about Bushmills? If they want me to do a five minute live read, I'll do it. Bushmills, balls in your court. Uh, tremendous Irish whiskey. Anyway, I I get these on the cheap. It is pretty good. It, I, yeah. I enjoy it. You bought these. I just said, hey, give me one. And you you know what? I Bam, was at, oh, in, in, in any case, I won't just keep on reading out the names because it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but How there many were, red cards was that? Eight. Four? Eight. In the end, if I had read out all the names, it's eight. There was a large, a large scale fight broke out. And um, and I, cer- I want to uh, preface this by saying I certainly don't mean this in a racial way. But if you saw that gang war of, of monkeys, uh, uh, that uh, happened today because all the tourists went away. By the way, did you see the woman who tweeted at that that said, "This is why I don't support socialism." <laughs> yes, this is why I don't support socialism. In any case, it looked it looked very much the same. It was just 
too many people are just like running back and forth and a lot of them are falling on the ground and punching each other. <laughs> like there's no organization to it, whatever. It's not like one fight. It's not like a hockey fight. It is It is just a giant fight of like many different small fights are just happening in a huge crowd that's just shifting left and right. <laughs> God, I love it. On, how many people are on like the bench during a soccer game? Um, like how many players? Like five or six bench guys. Right? Uh, I think it used to be five. It might be eight now. It depends on the league, but um, and then there's another ten to twelve in coaches. And, and then staff, and yeah. then yeah, I mean, there's all the also the players who just sit behind them who aren't dressed for the uh, okay. seven is the answer. By the way, the it's a it, or at least in England, yeah, it's eighteen. Uh, so yeah, yeah, eleven on the field, seven on the bench, and then you just have all of your training staff coaches. And then all the guys who just aren't dressed for the game, who like aren't on the team sheet that day, are just sitting behind them. And they can also get involved at any time. Um, Cesc Fabregas, when he was at Arsenal, I remember he got into it with somebody on the field. He was accused of spitting at somebody when he was injured. He like ran on the onto the field like in jeans and leather jacket <laughs> and got into it with somebody. Imagine Phil Brown, uh, who was at the time managing Hull. Happy to talk about that all day as well. But we'll move on. Uh, what else we got here? I, I really enjoyed this. Not oh, I'm sorry. Are you done? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't matter. I, I really enjoyed this <laughs> this tangentially sports related tweet uh, at Mark Lasanti. Uh, the local trampoline park emailed me that they're stepping up the cleaning regimen, so, <laughs> so I may just head over there and throw myself into the comfort of the foam uh, foam brick pit for the next three hours. Just gonna. Slash forty eight days. Just gonna sit in the foam. Yeah, I thought I, I made a joke about how running is a very safe way to spend your time, and if I can just keep it up for six weeks, uh, if I can circle the block for six weeks, uh, I'll be I'll be in good shape. No nope, uh, pun intended. Sorry, I don't mean it like that. One of my friends in my fantasy baseball league was complaining uh, about how they couldn't run NASCAR races because one of them had coronavirus. He's like, they're in a hundred and twenty degree cockpit by themselves. Like, or, yeah, do they still call it a cockpit? I don't think you're just saying the car. These guys are in the car. In the driver's seat. By themselves. And he's like, we can't just run this without an audience? And you're like, to some degree you have a point, but there's a pit crew. And he's like, I do yeah, understand they, they, your they frustration. They spend the rest of the week talking to him and shit. Yeah, I do understand your frustration. Like, on, gotta, its, on its surface, there's a man in a car just you gotta driving. Hand, you gotta hand him water bottles, and uh, you gotta hand him ice packs to stick inside the vest, you know? The thing that I've been trying to get across at work is, what's the point? Why? Why would we insist that we have to do these things if we relax for two weeks? We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll, it'll we'll, go away. We'll, we'll, we'll. I mean, obviously, like it'll. The risk the, is there's gonna be fits and starts forever, and apparently, the peak of this will be around May, um, which I don't love the sound of that, to be I don't quite like honest. That. Uh, but Rory Smith said that on Second Captains today, and he is not an epidemiologist. But they were talking about what will happen to all the to the Champions League and the and the Premier League, which, by the way, is super interesting. Even though, like, obviously, it's a kind of horror story in a way. But I mean, right now, like, what they could do is award Liverpool all the money that comes with first place, but not give them the trophy. Why wouldn't they give them the trophy? Because they haven't actually played enough games to secure it it is however unlike clinch no however on despite their insane lead that they have over city they need to win two more games i think you just give it to them like let's not overthink this 
but then there's also the issue down the table uh, and probably a bigger deal because I don't think anyone really. Oh, really... yeah. Who gets promoted and relegated? Yeah. Because That's huge. Leeds, Leeds haven't been up. Leeds haven't uh, been up to the uh, Premier League for like I don't know twenty five years, and they uh, like could they sue for three hundred million pounds? Because that's how much you get. I mean, in the the amount of TV money that they make is unbelievable. Just like uh, hmm. like think about how much the like NBA salaries went up. Uh, like with their last TV deal, and then imagine that uh, on an even bigger scale. Okay, um, it's the most. So are they gonna have to finish out the season then? They kind of can't. Um, they're they're probably going to find some fucking way, even if Ar- Arsenal can never play <laughs> again because everyone has. Cor- Mikel Arteta, Arsenal manager, has coronavirus, which is unbelievable. He's fine. He's thirty eight. He's gonna be. He's gonna be fine. He says he's fine. Um, but he's not allowed to come to work. Um, and then uh, just a few hours ago, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi uh, from Chelsea, he a, a player, uh, he tested positive, and that's probably that for the season. But maybe, just maybe, they will find some way for Liverpool to play and win two more games so that this will not be a problem. But uh, what what I thought was the, the best suggestion was um, you let... Uh, uh, the top two or potentially four teams come up, and then it becomes a uh, twenty-four team competition. Oh boy! And you play forty-six games instead of thirty-eight. So just and then enjoy it's the your same, rest, and it's the same slog that they have in the championship and League One and League Two. And but now, they'd have to start earlier. Ah, uh, like two weeks earlier. I mean, that means they're playing a lot more. Two weeks earlier, means, you means add playing six a, games. That means they're playing a lot more Wednesdays. But then, so of course, there's the issue of, uh, um, in a lot of cases, yeah. I've oh, pl- okay. I've played, I they played one a week. I've played a lot of football manager uh, uh, seasons as lower league teams, and 46 games is unbelievable. 38 is already a lot. Um, 46 in the space of like eight months or whatever it is, is uh, for the how difficult it is to play that many <laughs> soccer games, how much stress that is on your body. Uh, I don't say that from experience, only uh, uh, being uh, a playing football manager, but keeping that balanced. Everybody's tired. Ever And then they risk, risk injury. It's too long. It, it's too long. Um, 30... well, what do you think they're going to do? Oh, we've somehow escaped uh, Rudy Gobert has escaped uh, our, our, our target thus far. Um, I can barely process what happened because it's so fucking. It's so funny. It's so stupid. It's so funny. So I'll read you the two tweets, listeners. Um, I'm sure you've heard about it by now, but either way, from Eric Walden at Trib Jazz. As part of the Jazz COVID-19 response, shoot-around availability was done in the ZBBC media room today rather than on the court. As as Rudy Gobert finished discussing the situation, he stood up, leaned over, and made a point to touch every mic and recorder in front of him. That was on March 9th. On March 11th, from at Nate Duncan NBA, he tweeted, OKC broadcast saying that because there were illnesses with players prior to the game, Rudy Gobert among them, waiting for legal approval to pro- proceed. Players apparently conferred on this before the game. So he made a fucking... And this has evolved since March 11th as well. 
because he made a fucking point of touching all these microphones. And there's a video of it. He comes back in and he pretends he drops something on the table and he goes, oh, 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 oh. And he touches, touches like 15 things. And all the reporters are laughing. We're all having fun. Uh, yeah, two days later, they're canceling the, the, the Jazz Thunder game. And today, Donovan Mitchell has also has coronavirus with Rudy Gobert because Rudy Gobert, quote, was being uh, irresponsible and thought it was funny to just go around and touch everybody and everything. Yeah, I, I did see a joke about how some on like that Hillary Clinton Earth 2 style joke or something yeah, like that. on. Yeah, on on Earth 2, uh, <laughs> Bruce Bowen takes scissors and cuts off Rudy Gobert's tongue before he sticks it into the bottom of <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's fruit on the bottom yogurt. <laughs> uh, Rudy I'm sorry, Gobert, I don't remember whose post that was. Rudy Gobert, dumbest man in America today. He's, yep. He's, he's got the title for at least he's a week. Dumbass of the day award. Because because of that, like it seems because of that game, they decided just like, all right, now is the time to cancel. Single-handedly got the NBA canceled. And I, uh, listen, I mean, he may be tested positive regardless. Um, you never know. I talked to a customer today who, uh, who, who name-dropped him because his daughter is friends with Rudy Gobert's brother. Um, which is fun. It's uh, which, by the way, is, is a tenuous connection that makes me immediately immediately believe Rudy it. If, if someone says, "Yeah, like, my daughter's actually friends with his brother," and you just go, "Yeah, of course." Um, believe that every time. You got to calm down. I know that the cap's on. I'm glad. Like, I it, actually, I wouldn't really give a shit if the cap was on because your robe would have absorbed all that. Country robe. Oh, oh, hang on. Uh, I'm gonna read a. I'm, I'm gonna read something for the people. To me, from DraftKings. Important coronavirus update. Dear twenty five ounce Bud Light. They refer uh, them referring to me by my, yeah. This your is, username. <laughs> twenty five ounce Bud Light is a really good username still. As you know, the rising concerns surrounding coronavirus, COVID-19, have begun to impact the schedules for major sports leagues worldwide, with most of the major U.S. leagues on a suspension from play. As we stand here tonight, we wanted to provide an update on our plans here at DraftKings. You can't do shit. What are you talking about? We know your plan. Hemorrhaging money, and they they were they didn't make money beforehand. Somehow, the only, the only gambling enterprise... They don't make money? Uh, Google that while I read this. I'm pretty sure DraftKings somehow loses money. In the coming weeks, we will continue to offer all of our products in all cases where sports are happening. DFS, as well as Sportsbook, will continue to be live. I can't use Sportsbook, can I? Because every time I try to log in, they give me some bullshit. I, and that's why I use FanDuel, even though every time you close the app, you have to log back in. They send you an email confirming that you've logged in and asking if it was you. Terrible experience. And I've never won money, even once. I almost won 82 bucks off a $2 bet, but I don't want to get into it. We'll continue to be live, as will our casino games. We will strive to be a source of entertainment and joy for you during these unprecedented times. There will, be no, uh, there will be not be any change to our commitment to deliver you the best experience possible throughout this period. As always, you are the core of everything we do. Wind beneath my wings. DraftKings is committed to helping resolve any issues our community may face as a result of the current challenges, here is what we want to make sure you know. 
the situation is fluid, so we are actively developing a status page where you can find the latest news on game and contest cancellations and schedule changes with the goal of, of providing a one-stop destination for, all, uh, for, for the answers to questions you may have. We will email our customer community as soon as this page is live and we'll continue to update it with new information. We understand that where you have outstanding sportsbook wagers, there may be questions on how these markets will be settled. That uh, doesn't matter. Point is, DraftKings is in a lot of fucking trouble. Uh, in 2017, their handle, which is what they made in entry fees, was uh, $3.2 billion. So I have a hard time believing they're not making some money here. Now, do they have it scrolled away? Or are they just spending it all? Hard to say. But I bet they have some money. I bet they have a lot of money. I, I looked up, does DraftKings make a profit? Fourteen million in revenue in twenty eighteen, so fourteen million bucks. As of on January sixth, uh, on Casino dot org, okay. DraftKings twenty nineteen revenue surged, but losses swelled fifty three percent, making profit profitability seem far off. Interesting. Well, why are you finding that better than me? Because I I searched DraftKings losses instead oh, of. Oh, see, I'm see, you're so cynical. This is uh, me. I'm I'm searching profits. I'm searching gains. I want people's lives to be better. What are you over there searching for? Say it. All right. As of September 30th, losses from operations at Daily Fantasy Sports and sports betting giant swelled by 53% to 115.41 million from 75.62 million in the year uh, in the year earlier period, according to a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Unbelievable. So DraftKings lost 115 million dollars last year. Oh my god. <laughs> How? And now they're standing there uh, with their dick in their hand for the next what six weeks minimum, something like that. Baseball says they're gonna they push the start of the season back two weeks. It's gonna be more. Baseball, uh, yeah. Baseball's not starting until May. Yeah, because this is just starting, and once we start Which, testing, that's when it's gonna start looking bad. Yeah, baseball's not starting till May. Probably and not. And. Honestly, April baseball too fucking cold up here. I mean, those of you in Arizona, sorry. Yeah, but... they're gonna cut out like thirty or forty games. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. This is what they should have done all along. I mean, everyone summer sport. Yeah, everyone started in April. Finish finishing what September. Don't play in October. Don't yeah. play in November. Uh, I'm a little bummed out because I was excited to go to early season Mets games because I can go for nine dollars. And just hang out there by myself and just get too drunk and walk around. Um, which, listen, which, which that sounds weird. So pleasant. That doesn't sound like a great time to no, a lot of people. Fantastic. But I'm telling you, you, just getting trashed by yourself in a in a baseball stadium, uh, and you just so you just and you just walk, get on the subway and go home. You so you just walk around. You like you just go up to sections that are totally unoccupied and sit there by yourself and like hope the cameras pick you up. <laughs> I, like I would just go. Uh, whatever section it is in straightaway center at City Field, like, I don't know, 423 or whatever. I have no idea. Um, but I just walked all the way up to the top of the stadium. I just sat there by myself. And there, <laughs> I looked to my left and I looked to my right and there's nobody. <laughs> it was just, I was totally alone in the upper deck in the outfield of City Field because it's 38 degrees. <laughs> just me <laughs> freezing. Just like arms out to the side, legs up on the chair. Yeah. Just looking, just relaxed. That's but how you get I noticed. I always think of that guy. I think it was like a University of Washington football game or whatever. That guy who's just sitting there by himself and just dumps all, the entire bag of popcorn in his face and then, and then his arms just fall out to the side. <laughs> He's special. 
So what are you going to do with your uh, time now? Like, there's no sports? I, I, mean, I, I guess do? I'll watch a lot, lot more movies. There's a lot of movies I've been meaning to watch. Uh, there's a lot of TV. Uh, Jess and I have been uh, been, been watching uh, all of uh, Kidding, uh, the Jim Carrey uh, mm. Showtime show. Is it good? Eh, it's pretty good. I don't like it as much as she does, but I think it's um, I I I'm still enjoying watching it. And there's a lot of uh, really great jokes, and uh, Catherine Keener's great in it. I think she's very funny. She's great. I really like the. She's uh, very good. I really like the uh, the child who plays her daughter in the show. I think she's very funny. Um, it's it's just a it's uh, emotionally heavy as a, as a lot of stuff that uh, that Jess likes. So I'm just here to laugh, you know. Um, I I don't I don't really when it when it comes to like uh, the the hard uh, emotions uh, that I don't I don't get into that so much. I like I'm I'm big into what I like about sports. I like the rage. Okay, that's why I'm such. That's why I love Atletico Madrid so much. So I'll uh, I'll tell you what I've been watching the last couple weeks, and I expected it to have really fucked up politics, and it doesn't. It's kind of delightful. Uh, it's Star Trek: The Next Generation. I saw that you were watching that, yeah. and I know that a lot of people on Twitter uh, uh, have a, a lot of feelings about uh, the Next Generation, in a very positive way. Yeah. People are constantly talking about the Next Generation. So yeah, it's 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 it's. CGI is obviously hokey, and so, uh, so some of the well, set pieces. What upsets there, they... me, like the color palette and the style. Those like everyone's haircut fucking sucks on that show. Yeah, but um, except for Picard, of course, because mm, timeless bald. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, once again. Here's I know that everyone's terrified of balding. No one more so than me. But let me tell you this: if you go bald at a relatively young age, that's the trick to looking young forever. People go, "Oh my God, Patrick Stewart, he hasn't aged a day." You know why? Because he's had no hair for the entire time you've ever even known he was alive. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, he, he does look the same. He looks slightly older in X-Men, but not really. He looks the same. Uh, no, the, the politics in the show are delightful. Like, they, they talk about just, like, Wait, there did, was one What episode. did you know about Star Trek before you watched this? I've seen the movies. Oh. Uh, I've, I've seen the new movies, and I've seen a couple of the— Star uh, Trek? Picard uh, no, and Star Trek seen... is one of uh, those like even the um uh the the original series um the uh, the the politics of that were usually pretty uh, uh left. It, it's like um like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Twilight Zone is very very uh uh I mean for the, for the time uh relatively leftist as well. There's an episode at the end of I think it's the first season. Uh, I'm in the second season now, where they they stumble upon this cryogenic freezing tr- chamber from, like, the 22nd or 23rd century, and they thaw these people out, these, like, capitalist people, and they're just, like, shamed for 25 minutes. John Lupicard going, just like, no, we've evolved past this. We don't do this anymore. This accumulation of money and things, like, we don't we don't need it. We We have other things to occupy our time. <laughs> like, all right star trek i had yeah, no idea that's exactly right fuck you with that let's call it uh that's fine by me i i really don't have that much more to say about anything i would like to talk about atletico madrid's uh uh defeating liverpool in a champions league that will never end um mm. be- uh, oh, god damn oh it was perfect brendan 
wait, what was the score? I thought didn't. Yeah, never mind. Liverpool went out. I think uh, in the. Uh, I, I think uh, Atleti won four two on aggregate. I believe. Um, but it was it, it wasn't the best defensive performance they've ever put in, even though they set up like super deep. But God, just the the commitment and like everything. Atletico Madrid is toxic masculinity. Everything about them is that like insane. Who uh, all those like boomer memes about like what it means to be a man. Like oh that's that's that entire team. And I, I love every second of it. They're they're all they're all absolute psychos, just like screaming and and spitting constantly. Just the the commitment to what they're doing. Everything is about just like blood and it's all just yeah, blood, sweat, and just balls and all of the, and just just rage, but and like commitment, struggle. It's just all everything that they do. And it is, and people look at it and like, oh no, to entertain the people, like, don't you need to play this? Uh, oh yeah, know? isn't this the team that that scored that went up one nil on somebody and then just played eleven back the rest of the game? Was that Atletico Madrid? I mean, that well, a lot of teams will do that, but it's usually teams that are like like small teams who know that like you basically get one lucky goal and then you just sit super compact and defend and you just become this like impenetrable block. But Was like, that them? Is that what I'm thinking of? They can, happened pretty recently. They can do that as well as anybody. They've also lost the two, they lost the most heartbreaking Champions League final I've ever seen, um, where they lost to Real Madrid. They led most of the game. They gave up a very le- late equalizer. It went to extra time, and then they just got ripped apart, like in the extra half hour, uh, to their cross city rivals, who are also, by the way, the most famous team on earth. Um, and, uh, and I remember someone saying as an Arsenal fan, just like, I would rather never go to the Champions League again than to have this happen (laughs) to us. And, (laughs) but like, um, and Atletico, they've, they've gone to the Champions League final, uh, twice recently and they lost both of them to Real Madrid, uh, which is absolutely brutal, but they no, they're, they're, it's yeah, just 11, 11 guys ready to die. And so is their manager, Diego Semioni. He he is he they're the best. Um I love watching them. Uh and they bring the most interesting thing to the Champions League, which is a big clash of styles. Oh, sure, every team like loves to play this like big open expansive, like we are all about having possession and it's about attacking and it's about uh uh beauty and motion and, and all the and it's and it's art and Atletico it it's not at all. <laughs> they Nothing about it is art. It's just yeah. It's okay. just it's, it's com- just it's commitment. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> well, all right. Anyway, the and maybe we'll never see him play again. And if that's the last game we ever get to see from them, hell yeah. All right, guys. I'd say go watch it on the TNT app. Except it takes days for them to uh, upload anything. Uh, you it, you can't just go watch matches that just happened. You gotta go find highlights on YouTube. Um, but while there are no sports on, uh, there's actually a lot of great uh, full matches uh, on YouTube if you want to watch some soccer. I watched the entirety of the 2001 UEFA Cup final um, uh, between Liverpool and Alaves um, the other night, which Liverpool won 5-4. Uh, beautiful. Great stuff. Incredible game. 
All right, I'm getting ahead of Mike. I'm ending the show. That's fine. He's going to keep talking. I I'm really not. am. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>